Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker Retail Ranger. Sound familiar? Leo Sayer, everybody. Or is it? Sad but true, Metallica. that one Liz I loved it that was a uh, another Bill McClintock mashup that was Leo Sayers you make me feel like dancing and Metallica's sad but true I thought that was an interesting mashup that, that was pretty cool kind of had you grooving over there yeah I was grooving all right folks hey uh today is uh Sunday March 19 2023 welcome to episode 66 of the Retail Ranger podcast what are you doing Liz what are you doing over there I'm just Co-hosting, looking Co- cute. I'm just doing the co-hosting. With your camouflage pants. So you just got in. <laughs> can you see I, me? I can. I see the top half, and that's plenty <laughs> for me. All right. So it is, uh, it's Sunday, but did you know that it's pretzel Sunday? All right. All right. Are we having pretzels? Nope. All right. Do we even have pretzels? Oh, we uh, have those peanut butter pretzels, right? Oh, yeah. A couple, might have to nosh on one of those after just to represent the day. Just one. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we had a huge breakfast this morning. <laughs> uh, it's National Let's Laugh Day. Okay. All right, let's make it happen. We're going to have a very positive, positive podcast today. All right. Except for the inflation. Uh, National <laughs> Chocolate Caramel Day, mm. which I feel like that wasn't too long ago. Oh, that was, wasn't that Salted Caramel yeah, Day? Yeah, yeah. Man, they're really getting these, they're pushing these these days. That is good. That's true. I ain't mad about that. It's also National Poultry Day. Bop, bop. Yep, our little chickadees out there. So we had an, a wonderful breakfast buffet this morning. We had Ashley come by, who provided excellent service to us as our server at the uh, 1933 Public House here in Powhatan. We had dinner there last night. That was amazing. It was. Well worth it. Good times. Eat local, right? Right. Um, so today, Ashley came over, and then Megan and her boyfriend, Lucas, came by. And he took his hat off, which reminded me of the song... Lucas with the lid off. <laughs> and he actually asked me, what does that song mean? And you know what? I do not know. To look that up. I'm going to have to look it up, but he did literally take his lid off. <laughs> Whatever bubbles, bubbles up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. thank you. Um, he actually did. He was a big help out there. We went to check on the Golden Girls today in honor of National Poultry Day. <laughs> and we went out there and uh, we clipped their left wings. So we, we got rid of their right wings last year. Remember me and right, you? Right, right. Their little flying ability. 
Just, but, just the little Yeah, tips. the little flying feathers. Just the tips. <laughs> so the only problem is we didn't do the left wing, and they are able to hop up over our little fence. And we've got one little shenanigite out there. <laughs> Three of them will stay in their pen when I let them out to free range or whatever that's called. Um, but that one with that little mocha shape on her back, she likes to fly the coop. She's a rebel. So there is no left wing or right wing here, people. <laughs> We're straight down the middle. Keep it, and they've they've stayed in there all afternoon. They're out there just that's doing awesome. their thing. So stretching their legs. Yeah, because they ain't got the wings. Uh, anyways, uh, we do have to cover something somber. I know it was International Laugh Day, but R.I.P. to Vinny the Vole. Oh. Um, when the kids showed up today, there was a vole. On the front porch, and if you look at our Retail Ranger podcast Instagram, you'll see a picture of Vinny the Vole, and it appears he was slain by the one and only miniature Darth Vader. It was <laughs> a great was pick. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then we got so much joy and laughter from that, we actually felt kind of bad because <laughs> Vinny died, right. the poor little Vole. So Megan came up with the idea to bury him. So we <laughs> literally went out the backyard. I dug a not very big hole, and uh, we buried Vinny. And Megan actually crafted a little cross out of twigs and straw. Vole in the hole. So uh, Vinny's uh, memoriam picture is up there on Instagram as well. You you see him being slain, (laughs) and then you see his final resting piece. But he brought us a lot of joy today. He he participated in a national Let's Laugh Day, because we had a good chuckle out of it. All right, and the Golden Girls, in general, have been producing an egg a day. Yes, Um, each. We never got caught up in the the feed situation. And they are laying them all in the same egg box, which is even more convenient. So Very that's convenient. And we got up to four dozen at one point here. But the breakfast <laughs> you made today, folks, she made French toast, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage links, hash browns. And I don't know how we could afford it, but we had whipped butter on the table <laughs> today, folks. I actually made a comment about that. We must have moving on up or something. It's just easier to spread. Well, I agree. It's easier, but it's expensive, isn't well, it? Well, we only, we're only going to use it on brunch days. Okay. So every other Sunday, I get whipped, yes. whipped butter. So Ration that stuff. Yes, most definitely. So what you got uh, cooking there, Liz? Well, it was, I was trying to come up with something. You know, we're at the tail end of winter. Yep. Tomorrow's the first day of spring. Tomorrow is the first day of spring. Come on. Still going to be a little bit chilly, but we're getting there. Yes. It's cold out there, but it's, it's nice. So, you know, it's time to break away from... All the heavy stuff yes, I agree. during winter. Yep. So we, we've kind of been on a broccoli kick, a roasted broccoli kick. Yep. With, um, you know, once it's done, you throw some Parmesan cheese on there, let that melt, throw a little balsamic vinegar. Right. It's kind of springy vegetable. Yeah. yeah. But I was trying to think of a protein. And when I was working in retail, yeah. there was a customer who was talking to me. She was over in the salad dressing area. And... She was looking for Catalina dressing, you know, just the regular craft Catalina. Sure. Or store brand if you choose. Okay. Right. Um, not the creamy, but the straight up. Straight up Catalina, the, the not the red. honey. Right, right. Good old fashioned Catalina. And I helped her find it. And she told me she was a caterer. And she, one of the favorites that she made that customers would always request was her Catalina chicken. Oh. It's so crazy. I, I did try it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's so good. I don't know if you remember Shake and Bake back in the day. Oh, yeah. It kind of has that flavor mm-hmm. without the breading, of course. So all you do is you throw whatever kind of chicken pieces you want in a Ziploc bag. Right. Throw a bottle of Catalina dressing in there. 
a little salt and pepper and marinate it overnight. Okay. It, it needs to get in there. Sure. And then the next day you can grill it, but just got to watch because the dressing has some sugar in it. So it will it'll go quicker. It'll kind of burn Darken. a little quick. Okay. So you just have to be careful. Keep the coals on one side and just kind of watch it. Um, but it is amazing. I can't wait. I know. I, I'm going to do that real soon. Yeah, that means I got to clean up the grill. Well, we ordered a new top, so oh, okay, hey, that making it yep, easy. Yep. <laughs> cool. What else you got? Oh, that's about it. That's that's plenty. That sounds fantastic. Made my stomach growl a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So on the national not let's Daff, laugh day front, uh, the CPI did come out uh, last Tuesday, March fourteenth. A couple highlights here: uh, the CPI consumer price index rose 0.4% in February after increasing a 0.5% in January. So it went down a hair, right? However, the food index increased 0.4% over the month uh, with food at home index rising 0.3. So, so far unadjusted for the last 12 months since last February, food at home is up 10.2%. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, the index for non-alcoholic beverages increased 1% in February. That was a pretty significant inc- significant increase. Hmm. Like the sodas and waters and juices right. and stuff like that. Um, and it, that was after a 0.4% increase the previous month. Uh, the indexes for other food at home and for cereals and bakery products each rose 0.3. Um, fruits and vegetables were up 0.2. And dairy and related products rose 0.1. Good news Meat, poultry, fish, and eggs fell 0.1% over the month. That was the first time that's gone down since December 21. Yay. So that's like a year we were battling the the higher meat prices. Um, Here's a little little disconcerting here. The food at home index rose 10.2% over the last 12 months. The index for cereals and bakery products rose 14.6% over the 12 months ending in February. Grains and stuff like that. Is that because that's the wheat situation? Yep. With uh, Ukraine and Russia, right. them doing their thing over there. Uh, the remaining major grocery store food groups posted increases ranging from 5.3% for fruits and veggies to 12.4% for other food at home, which I don't know specifically what that means. <laughs> Who knows? All right. One, two, skip a few, and we are done with that one. So here's kind of on that same note. There was an article that came out, and I think we heard about it today, but I had told you about this earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, and March 16th, uh, according to Progressive Grocer, uh, Dollar Tree pauses egg sales. Uh, as food price inflation persists across the U.S., Dollar Tree Incorporated has discontinued egg sales at its Dollar Tree banner stores, according to Reuters. Uh, though Dollar Tree-owned family dollar stores will continue selling eggs. That's kind of confusing. There's a lot of dollar names out there. Yeah, family is. Dollar, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, right? So Dollar Tree and Family Dollar are a family. Okay. Dollar Tree and Family Dollar General is something different. Okay. They're their own entity. Yes. So the Family Dollar stores will continue selling eggs. Dollar Tree's move is expected to last until the fall. So they're not going to sell eggs until the fall. I, I wasn't even aware they sold eggs. <clears throat> yeah, well, I guess they were trying to stay around that dollar price point. However, uh, it continues. Eggs, which have been in the spotlight for price surges, saw prices as high as $7.37 per dozen in California in January. Uh, prices did dip 6.7% last month, according to the latest CPI data. Uh, the general meat, poultry, fish, and eggs category declined 0.1%, like I would said, but eggs was the biggest one last month. So Dollar Tree's holding off on eggs until the fall. Oh, that's understandable. All right. 
Now, Dollar General, we're going to talk about them for a second. So Dollar General's quarter four results are cluttered, is a, the neat little headline. Uh, according to Bill Wilson of Supermarket News on March 16th, he wrote, Discount retailer reported a nice, or the discount retailer reported a nice increase in consumable products, but non-consumables have turned into a problem. Uh-huh. We've talked about that, right? Yeah. With these stores, just like Walmart, you're selling more food than uh, your general merchandise, you're losing margin, right? So it says Dollar General has a fresh approach, but first it must commit to a shinier show floor. If presentation is everything, then the clutter seen at most stores could be straying shoppers away from the non-essential items. I think we had talked about, too, how, remember a lot of the warehouse or uh, stores had a bunch of, because of the supply chain, stuff uh-huh. got backed up. Yes. So they had massive amounts of inventory. And, and it folks, was everywhere. Yeah, and they're just everywhere. jamming it out there. So I think that's hurting Dollar General's appearance because they're just trying to get it out there. Obviously, our back rooms are tiny as a rule. Uh, it says it's hurting Dollar General's bottom line. The retailer makes more money with non-consumable products, as we know, because right. we're retail rangers. And in the fourth quarter of 2022, the growth just was not there. Homeware and seasonal items were up just 3% and 5%, respectively, while apparel took a 7.3% dive. Not a huge fan of the Dollar General apparel line. <laughs> uh, anyways, but um, he said they're trying to look at their merchandising or they really need to look at that because yeah. the the average Dollar General shopper who continues to deal with inflation is also relying more on borrowing to buy those consumable goods. And that's ah, not good. No. I mean, if it, you're consuming something, you put it on your credit card. I mean, in reality, you buy laundry detergent on your credit card. At the end of the month when that's due, you don't have any more laundry detergent. Right. You know, it's not financing laundry detergent. <laughs> but that's the reality. And a lot of folks are, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul with their finances just to keep their households going. So it's kind of out there. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond used to like shopping there. Uh, they are reportedly skipping on severance payments for workers. So they're in trouble, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, more than 400 locations are slated to close as the company aims to avoid filing for bankruptcy. And apparently they are, uh, they've decided not to offer severance payments to workers at stores affected by its planned closures this year. Well, that's kind of crappy. Well, and they had done it last year. Um, they had previously paid as much as 12 weeks wages worth several thousand dollars for employees last year per Bloomberg. Um, like I said, the 400 locations are slated to close because they're struggling. They're trying to salvage their business and return to profitability. Uh, this year, it's targeting a final store count of 360, which is a mere shadow of its peak of 1,552 locations five years ago. Wow. They had 1,552 stores five years ago. Now they're down to, they want to get down to 360. Oh, my gosh. That, that's, that's significant. Yeah. Um, here, here is the, here's the rub, folks. Uh, denying severance for store employees could complicate efforts to finish selling inventory as some workers are quitting their jobs weeks before their locations actually close. Shocker. <laughs> you're closing. You're not going to pay me. Piece them out. I know. I mean, good luck selling that. That's a horrible feeling. You went through a store closing. I did. It was the worst thing. Yeah. It was so depressing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every day my job was to slide stuff down yep. Yep. the shelves, you know, consolidate everything on the shelves as it sold down. And everybody asked me, oh, honey, do you, have you found anything yet? Oh, every day. And they mean well. Uh, yeah, but it was like, I just didn't need to hear it because right. I hadn't found anything at that time. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, that, that's a rough thing for It is, and that's pretty crappy of Bed Bath & Beyond to do that. Here they are talking about protecting their profitability, but then they're not going to take care of the folks who took care of them. I wonder so. about the bonus checks. 
What? Yeah, for their executives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that just ticks me off. Uh, lighter note, we got Lunchables making a comeback for school lunch. According to the BBC, uh, Robin Levinson King wrote on March 15, 2023, Lunchables, which were once the nemesis of health-conscious parents, now have the seal of approval approval from the U.S. government. <laughs> Big Lunchables, people. So that makes it okay. I know. So they're, apparently in the fall, they're going to start offering them in some school cafeterias. They are reformulating the product of to offer two options. So it can comply with school nutritional guidelines. So basically, they're going to suck. They're going to be no flavor. Um, labor shortages affecting the food industry as a whole have made it especially hard for school meal programs, which must operate on a tight budget. Right. So Lunchables to the rescue. Have you ever had a Lunchable? No. I don't think I've ever actually had one. I remember when I was a kid, that was the differentiator between rich and poor. Right. The rich kids got Lunchables. I we mean, got it just PB&J. doesn't look like much bang for the buck well no and i think back in the day they were more there was more to them now it's like looks like two crackers and a slice of ham (laughs) oh and maybe a miniature oreo i mean i'd rather just well i guess you know time constraints with parents and stuff like that i get it but i mean i'd just rather throw some peanut butter crackers together and it's more nutritious ziploc (laughs) so here's a little bit more on what grocery stores are going to be seeing throughout the rest of the year so the highlights of this article um, it says, well, it says, although inflation is coming down, high grocery prices will continue and consumer price sensitivity is growing, experts from the Food Industry Association said on Wednesday. Uh, this was published March 16th by Catherine Moran. Uh, following a year of record inflation in 2022, grocers and consumers are starting to see inflation begin to taper. Still, high costs and their impact on retailers and consumer behavior will continue throughout the year. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's two reasons. Number one, the supply chain usually catches up. Remember, we're behind. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the ingredients, the cost of labor, all that stuff's going to play into the high prices. Plus, we've said it before, is it really going to go down? I mean, if they got people buying this stuff for 2 bucks more than it used to be, and they lower it to $1 less than it used to be, they're still making a buck more than it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Well, and what gets me is reducing... The volume or the contents in packaging. The shrinkflation is, is yes. so freaking bad. So even if, you know, so bad. the price does come down a little bit, you're We're still getting, getting less. less. Yep, I agree. Uh, so it goes on to say, after a really tough 2022, we anticipate that there could be further volatility in the terms of inflation rising and falling in the coming months. And it's likely that food prices will remain elevated in the short term. That was uh, according to Andy Herrig. He was the... Food uh, Marketing Institute's Vice President of Tax, Trade, and Sustainability. Nice job title there. Uh, <laughs> while inflation and food at home prices have been coming down in the last few months, grocers and their customers likely won't see prices drop on store shelves for a while. And this, this is what kind of gets me. That, that whole new normal phrase, not really a big fan of that one, right? No, I hate that. Uh, I really think and hope that we're on track towards much more normal year-over-year food price inflation going into 2024. So that, that basically means we're screwed for 2023. Uh, he says, I don't think we'll hit it this year, but maybe next year. Um, and part of it is while farm commodity level food price pressure is abating uh, with corn, soybeans, rice, and barley seeing flat or decreasing prices, consumers won't see the impact of that for a while. So okay. they're going down now, but a lot of that stuff's in the process, processing foods, which is processing processed foods are bad. <laughs> so it takes longer to kill you. 
some categories are facing specific issues that could see very high food prices continue, including eggs, largely due to the avian flu, which I think, I don't know if we talked about that, but avian flu happens all the time. I think they're kind of using that avian flu as an excuse. I mean, that's, dare I say, malarkey. Yeah, it's just kind of part of nature. Yeah, I, I mean, it happens. <laughs> Uh, and wheat and oils because of the Russo-Ukrainian war's impact on global experts, Volpe said, uh, whoever Volpe was. Uh, it says, because it will take a while for the deflating commodity cost increase to reach consumers, shoppers still have heightened concerns about inflation. So, yeah, we're screwed, <laughs> at least for this year. Now, th- this is this is kind of sad, and this hits local. Um, I hate to think of this happening here locally, but it's it's reality, and it's it's not just in our spot here. But I'll talk about it real quick. Uh, Tyson Foods is shutting down two U.S. chicken plants, with nearly seventeen hundred workers being affected. Wow! Uh, according to Tom Polancic, uh out of Reuters, from, I think this is from Chicago, March fourteenth, Tyson Foods will close two U.S. chicken plants with almost seventeen hundred employees on May twelfth. The company said Tuesday. Uh, the closure show the biggest U.S. meat company by sales is still trying to figure out how to improve its chicken business that has struggled for years. What? I, I don't know that I've heard anything about that. Well, this is where it hits local. Tyson will shut a plant in Glen Allen, Virginia, with 692 employees and a plant in Van Buren, Arkansas, with 969 employees, according to a statement. Hmm. It's, it's not good. I mean, Tyson's official statement is the current scale and inability to economically improve operations has led to the difficult decision to close the facilities. They ain't making enough money. Wow. Uh, Arkansas-based Tyson said last year it could not fulfill all its orders for chicken due to limited supplies and labor and planned to boost production. The company had previously bought chicken from other producers to meet demand. Wow. And then... Tyson wrongly predicted last year that the demand for chicken would be strong at supermarkets in November and December, Chief Executive Donnie King said on a quarterly earnings call last month. And in January, the company replaced the president of its poultry business. Mm. So that president of poultry made the bad call. And I guess they ended up having to get, they anticipated chicken and poultry being up, that they got extra from other producers. And apparently that wasn't a good situation. Uh, shuttering plants is difficult, but justified as Tyson seeks to improve performance, said Arun Sundaram, (laughs) senior equity analyst at CFRA Research. He said he was not surprised by the decision and expects Tyson may implement further restructuring. Wow. There's been a lot of investor pressure to management about improving the chicken margins, he said. That's crazy. And, And that's the thing. I mean, everything costs more. Like the grain in everything. That's true. That's very true. The labor, it's all. So it is squeezing the margins. And, you know, what is the price point where chicken doesn't sell? You know? I mean, there's a fine line where you're, you're going to say, oh, my goodness, I'm not paying that for drumsticks. Right? The good thing is, though, every week a store has poultry on sale. Right. You know, That's so, true. I mean, you're going to find Or you can get it marked down, too. Right. Yeah, go early in the morning. That's yeah. when the markdowns are there. <laughs> um, so it says Tyson had about 124,000 U.S. employees as of October 1st, including 118,000 workers at non-corporate sites like meat plants, regulatory filing show. So it sounds like they had about 6,000 people working at corporate, and the rest are out there either at plants and 
um, Farms, uh, the company said it would relocate all corporate employees to its headquarters in Springdale, Arkansas. Oh, that was in October. So prior to this, they had condensed all their corporate folks down to one spot. Um, The United Food and Commercial Workers Local 400 Union, which represents employees at Tyson's plant in Virginia, slammed the decision to close the facility. And this is what they said. Uh, These men and women risked their lives and the safety of their families to keep this plant operational during the pandemic. And this is the thanks they get, Mm. said Mark Federici, the UFCW Local 400 president. Tyson said workers losing their jobs could apply for positions at other company facilities. But they're pretty far away. It's not like you got a Tyson facility right in the next city. (laughs) Um, Seventy farmers in central Virginia work directly with that plant to grow flocks. So that's the thing. I mean, not only are they cutting this plant down, but 70 local chicken farmers are screwed. Right? Oh, God, that's horrible. Now, and then it says, uh, oh, yeah. Lee pointed out that much like most agriculture, other industries are connected to the plant as well. So it's going to be not only for the local farmers, uh, but corn and grain that folks sold to those farmers aren't going to be oh, no. used. Yeah. Well, I hope they have another outlet. There really isn't one at this point, but that, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of a lot of negative impact, especially when it hits local like that. But so, and this one uh, one other part of it, a, a local farmer I think five years ago invested or financed a million dollars mm. to open up his chicken farm Aww. to supply to Tyson, and that was about thirty five to forty percent of his income was wow. that Tyson plant. And now that's gone. So, a lot, lot of shaking around with the uh, with the food industry makes hmm. you kind of wonder. Because I mean, there's a fine line between the economic growth and stability and paying people a good wage, but if you're also paying high supply costs, I mean, holy smokes, it's, I guess I'm glad I'm, I'm on this end of the retail right. scope right now. <laughs> right. So I think that's pretty much all I got. Um, do you have shopping lists? Oh, I think I do have some shopping lists. Why is a, was that a notification? We got something hot off the press. Hang tight. <laughs> And we're back. I had to find those shopping lists, and there was a hot-off-the-press scoop, but we can't tell anybody. It's coming live next week. All right, so here's a shopping list for us. You ready? Yep. Ice. Potatoes, parentheses, fried. Steak, dash canola oil. Fish, onion, malt vinegar, Mm. with no A. Two I's. (laughs) Uh, Chips and Alfredo sauce. So I see what they're doing with the fish. But anyways, all right. Um, <laughs> this one's kind of fun. Bread, water, hash brown, shaver head, potatoes, big plates, fan light bulb, Duke manage, <laughs> fish. It's either Talonary, Talondry, T-E-L-A-N-O-R-Y. Uh, grapes, banana, spelled correctly, Gwen Stefani, right. and milk. So I don't know what Telenori. Te- Anywho. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Laundry detergent. Oh, we, we spoke of laundry detergent. Yes, there. yes. Uh, French fries, olive oil, which you can't really cook French fries in olive oil, right? No. That'd be gross. Uh, okay, let me start over. Laundry detergent, <laughs> French fries, olive oil, washer fluid, 10W30. Uh, bucket with top, Uh-oh. frozen biscuits, <laughs> what is going on? Scoop, trophy shelf, 
tomato cages, ball catch, hand warmers, baked beans, and scalloped potatoes. What the heck? My God, where are they shopping? They're on a mission. Holy shnikes, and it's not organized. No, no. Oh, <laughs> go from sporting goods all the way over to produce and back over to automotive. <laughs> but that was in my store. I don't have an automotive. Well, I got a four-foot section of automotive. But... Yeah. Man, I'll have to see if I can find this person and watch them bebop. They were getting their steps in that day. Hey, All dang. right. So that was the shopping That's hilarious. Oh, I'm exhausted. Think about that. Think about him. Oof, good Lord. All right. I think that's all we got. And we will catch you all on the flip side. Peace. Peace.
Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.